Welcome everyone to the Wood from the Trees podcast. This is my first episode of season three in my brand new podcast room. And who better to have than the CEO of Northern Hemisphere, <laughs> Mr. Alan Clark, official, with an E at the end of his name. Only uh, since you rescued me from the street. Look. Before, before you rescued me, it was just Clark without an E. You, you were sitting there half naked. Dirty. <laughs> there was, I don't know what it was. Was it, it was muck or. Do you remember how long my nails were as oh, well? Oh, it was disgusting. Out to here. The amount of poop. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was bad. And I brought him in, cleaned him up. Dangleberries. And I just, you know, I sent him out, out, out the doorway and he did his <laughs> And he never, ever looked back. No. I said, radio's for you. I know I didn't. You're a beautiful man, David. I have to say, I love what you've done with the place. Thanks. This place is cool. Yeah, yeah. It's been a passion project. There's no expense spared here. No, you spent a pretty penny. Pretty penny. Oh, it's class. But you're you're a CEO of an international e-commerce business, and you'll know yourself once you uh, you have to invest it back in it, don't you? Would you say this is the best podcast studio there is? I I am telling you right now. This is the best there is. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm hoping you're going to use it whenever you want. Thanks very much. Well, if you can't help your friends, who can you help? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Who can you help? Like, you gave me a big... Uh, what was it called? What was the thing? What thing? A dry robe. Dry robe. <gasps> we can't say that word. Why? It's a changing robe. Who changed the name? Dry robe is trademarked. Not Fuck a, off. Not allowed to say that. It's a changing robe, yeah. Right, it's so, a changing... Robe, handy oak. So if, if they're made for people in niche. Why? <laughs> Careful now. All the beaches. They're, yeah, I actually didn't know what they were until we went down to Belmullet, and I thought I I was there. This is a stupid job. Remember you gave it to me. I oh, the boot. changing robe. Yeah, 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 and I was there. What the f- oversight? What kind of coat is this? <laughs> There's no way this is. And then we were changing. I was so comfortable changing because you don't feel like a pedo on the beach <laughs> you know you're you're nice and enclosed you, you can it's under warm yeah, yeah savage really warm. thank you now the chances of me using it are slim and none i have to find a reason to use it you could be glad of a jet in the forest in the middle of winter like the winter doesn't start here until january february march no, it was fairly nasty last night now we're up the mountain you see right i'm so afraid of all the deer do you not think you'll need it some night now you're putting diesel in the machine Destroy it. Jump down out of the machine. It's too big. Which that's what it's there for. It'll be all over the place. It's too big. We'll get you a smaller one. What if it got caught in a fan belt and next thing you heard, oh, David was wrapped up in the machine <laughs> because he was wearing your dry robe. Vicky would never forgive you. No, I know. She'd never forgive you. Alan. Yes. Alan. Long time no see. It's been a while, all right. Yeah, because normally we chat. We chat a lot now. Yeah. You know, every day we'd be, you know, how are we going? Wouldn't be too much, but it'd be just be a little bit of a chat. Well, the clothes, the, the new business, you are flat to the mat. Yeah, I haven't been talking to you the last few weeks. We do, we do chat every day, but we haven't had any... It's mostly we a day of advice and business stuff now. It's been a couple of weeks since we had a, a DMC. Mm, what's that? Deep, meaningful, meaningful conversation. Never knew that before. And I was launching the clothes brand. And Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. You did a stormer. I was trying to get you down to the weekend. Couldn't do it. You were here putting in carpet and painting walls and playing kids. Yeah. Being and, a husband. And playing with your American footballer over there in the corner. Yeah. 
And Vicky's back working. Oh, that's why he's here. Yeah. My husband keep, now. Keep you entertained. Keep me entertained. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Since you left, somebody had to take over the job. I, I said, you make sure you wax for me uh, before you get here. Oh. Well, so, uh, yeah, I tried to get you down for the weekend and you weren't available. And then... Uh, you miss me. Do you know what? I did miss you, but I was just sick of getting all the messages. Are you not friends with Cody anymore? I know. What's the story? You're not talking anymore. Why isn't Cody there? I was getting them as well. What's the, what's the crack? Who are all these people? Where's Cody? I was just... Did you message him back? No, I didn't. Well, we can categorically say now, we're not fell out. We haven't fallen out. We're all good. You're still my seventh best friend. So I don't... I'm not comfortable with the seventh. Uh, sixth. What? Who's who's five? I can't. I can't be disclosing that kind of. Come on, we're friends here. Yeah, well, if I'm your seventh best friend, I surely get to know who six is. <laughs> okay, the truth is, I only have one friend, and I call you seven to make myself sound popular. I'm, I'm happy with that. So you're my. You're technically my best friend. Yeah, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with that. <laughs> I, I'm probably your only friend that's on a par with you. On a par with me? In what yeah. sense? Like. Do you know the way we'd be kind of big deals? Like what? your other friends are all losers. Like. <laughs> 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 like, there's no way Kieran is at my level. Like, you know, poor old Kieran. Like, you know, to be fair, he, he's just not. I, I have to say that poor old Kieran is at another level in a different industry. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like, we're we're doing different things. We're just... We're just two grafters stuck down here. Now, Kieran could surprise me. Hustling. Hey, he could surprise me. He could come out with something. These boys have their big corporate jobs. Yeah. And we're down here just... Just in the gutter. We're in the gutter, in the in, trenches. In the trenches, hustling away. In the trenches of emails and DMs and people who would give you the shits. On that. <laughs> <laughs> I constantly have the shits. So, I messaged you a while ago because... It's like all things. Stuff like this, you have to walk the path. No one can tell you. It's like taking the red pill in the Matrix or the blue pill, whatever fucking pill it was. But um, on the day before you launched, now it was very stressful, all the lead up. Like from the time of conception to launch, how long was it? Um, probably about 12 months. But the last, say, two months, then were the most intense because... The stock had arrived and then it was time to get the photo shoot done, build the website, get the return forms, get the boxes, get the parcels, get a deal with a courier. So it's gone on about 12 months, but the last two months then were hell for leather. And on the day before you launched, what were you thinking? Were you think, I'm ready now. All no. I to do is press go and off we go. The three or four days before the launch, I didn't eat. I didn't sleep. I didn't talk to anyone. I was like an antichrist. Because I just didn't know. I didn't know what was going to happen. And it was the most intense, surreal, nerve-wracking thing I've ever done in my life. Really? Oh, I thought, honestly, my brother messaged me a day or two after the launch. And like, we'd be close, like, but we'd never kind of be like soppy close or whatever, you know. And he just said, Alan, seriously, it's launch now. Please take a day or two off. That's how wound up I was, you know, and that was it was insane. And you were kind of telling me it'll be grand. Obviously, I had all this stock and I was worried mm. that it wouldn't sell and that I didn't know if people were going to like it and how it was going to be perceived. And then it went on sale and it just bombed and uh, it was crazy. Like, well, I, I knew it would. 
the next morning I came in and so it was our first day using the courier and Shopify and then the Shopify syncs up with the courier system. So you come in the next morning, you hit print, all the labels print and you go about your day picking your orders and putting them in the bags and packing them. The very first, we were there, uh, we were there late the, on the, the Wednesday night watching the orders coming in and making sure everything was all right. Went home for two or three hours, came back in Thursday morning and the courier system didn't sync up with Shopify. And we had hundreds of orders that we had to put in by hand. And that was the first thing then I was like, oh my God. I didn't even know how to get the details off the system. I didn't know how to go about it. Mm. I didn't know how to go about it manually, inputting all this stuff. And we had, I had people there ready to pack the bags. And then I had a ball of emails. So it just went on sale Wednesday evening. Mm. Thursday morning, I think I had 117 emails from people saying, what color is this? What size is that? What size would suit me? Sorry, I bought small, but can you change it for medium before you send it to me? I bought a medium, but I think I'll go with an extra large. Please send me this instead of that. Can you take the money off my card? Mm. Uh, all these things that you just can't do, like. Yeah. But you want to please everyone. And the next, I just, oh, I was, I just said, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to get through today? Well, it's like all things you do. Like Alan, he's the nicest guy in the world. You listen to no one. <laughs> so you, everything that you do has to be like 100 mile an hour. And it has to be like when I started my shop, I eased into it. <laughs> I, I started off with stickers. And I said to you, when we talked about this during the summer, I said, get a few cups. <laughs> uh, you know, start off with some stickers. Get your website. Get a, get a system. You know, sort of figure it out bit by bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just bought... A massive amount of clothes, <laughs> hundreds, I'm not going to say how many thousands, but a lot of clothes and I'm just going to do it, which is amazing. But I knew I was terrified because I knew you were stressed and I was there. I'm not going to tell this guy now that this is going to be the most stressful thing that you've ever done. So my, I went from like 5,000 followers to 20 or 30,000 followers because I, I did this video in a changing robe. I tried on this changing robe and I went in front of the mirror and I was having the crack with it and I was dangling my legs and it went viral. And that's when I started the wheels in motion about bringing out my own changing robes because I'm always out in the water. I'm always kayaking, surfing, gallivanting. Killing sharks. Yeah. And that's how it started. It started by me thinking about how do I get my own changing robes? And then, well, should we get a hoodie? Uh, we'll get another hoodie. And then we better get that in two colours. <laughs> Yeah. And then sure, we're going to need t-shirts. That's great. And then it was like, sure, then we've nothing for women. Then we better get a fleece. And sure, then if we get a fleece, we're going to need leggings. And then suddenly, sure, we had 14 different lines. And what is really hard to grasp when you, you don't realize what's happening is each, each one has about four or five variants, different sizes. And yeah. so you end up with a lot of stuff and it's a lot of wheels and cleats in the air. And then an awful lot of messages that were coming in were uh, that I was discriminating against particular sizes, that I didn't have big enough sizes or small enough sizes. And like I had to come on my page and explain, I'm, I'm out of cash, like I have no money. All my money is invested in this. I've, I'm borrowed up to my neck. I haven't slept in six months with the amount of borrowed. And you're giving me shit because I don't have size X to Y. And, and it was genuine, like, hate. Mm. Like, it wasn't just like, hey, Alan, any chance you get this size next time? It was like, I can't believe you've left us out. that You don't have this size. Typical. 
I don't think there's one clothing brand in the world that starts out by creating every single size possible. You've got to figure out what your sellers are. Exactly. Like. Well, as I as I explained in my stories, I got the small, medium, large, extra large yeah. to turn them over quickly, get some money back in, so we can start off small. Yeah, <laughs> work, work your way, and then possibly get a smaller size next time or a bigger size next time. But um, what what did you find the most? What was the hardest thing about the whole thing? What did you find the most stressful? What caused you the most stress? The thing that caused me the most stress was definitely the messages. You know, you want to you want to please everyone and reply to everyone, but the amount you get, and I don't think people, you know, people can't. You have only eighty thousand followers, and it, it's not a lot in the grand scheme of things. But the amount of messages you get is just insane. It's the nature of it. It's like if a normal clothing brand starts up. And it's online or it's in the shop and there's a problem or a query. They go to the shop or the email. But when you're the point of contact and you're the person they're buying off because they buy into you and they think personally they know you. So they have a problem. They pick up the phone and they message. And where it took me a long time to figure out people would get angry because you can't, you can't read every message. You won't see it. You don't have no, if we were to have our notifications on, you just get lost in it. Your phone will be just So I think people don't understand that you can't see all that. And if there's no email, you don't know if that ever happened. And even with your best intentions, you look at something and you make the mistake of you're at nighttime. You're not switching off because you're stressed out and you're just lying in the bed and you go, oh, fuck, order, blah, 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 blah. Uh, need this changed, uh, wrong size. And you go, I'll do that in the morning. Take a screenshot. And then you go to do it first thing in the morning. Fifteen screenshots. Which one was that? Yeah. And it just gets very confusing. And then it's only like four days later you get this nasty message or an email, and then you click into it because you just happen to see it, and it's four, and they're trying to get you since. And you'd love to go fucking email me, <laughs> like email me. I'd have seen this, but but they think they know you. Yeah, I and put it, I put the email address up a good few times. I learned like that was the first night I said, right, I have to get all these over to my email. And I did keep putting up the email address. And then you were getting emails then saying, I sent you four messages on Instagram and you didn't reply. Mm. And that's not why I sent you my email address. Yeah. I didn't send you my email address to give me hate. <laughs> give me the problem in the email address and I'll get it sorted straight away. Just like that, because once you're in front of your emails and your computers, yeah, you see it, you open it, you take it, it's done. And you go down to the next email. But in your messages, they're just... And hey, don't get me wrong. 99.9% of people were so lovely and sending you loads of lovely messages saying the gear looks class, so excited, just after buying it. And that was lovely. But then the one or two that were looking to change sizes or the one or two complaints were getting lost then in all the, the lovely messages. So, but I can't get over the support. It's just been phenomenal. Yeah. And it's it's really cool when you get pictures back, people wearing oh, your stuff. It's class. When you get... a in foreign countries or you just it's you go, oh that's brilliant yeah. that's that's my stuff and it's a great feeling i was when i was watching your your story when you were promoting it and you were showing the clothes i so wanted you to wear the leggings <laughs> I, I know I, I wanted you to try them on i thought you would i was expecting i was like go on do the leggings do the I, leggings i wore the the woman's fleece and i said i think that's enough now did you wear it i missed that yeah i threw it on threw it on sales went through the roof Awesome. <laughs> and are you calm down at now? Is it sort of tipping or is it still mental? Um, it's still fairly mental. Yeah. And I, I kind of have a handle on it. So 
what are like we're about 10 days into it now and i i kind of i've come to terms with the the emails and 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 getting through them and i kind of do that from nine to five and i turn off at five o'clock and i say right whatever whatever i didn't get to today i'll get to it tomorrow you know and thank god there isn't i don't think i've left anyone waiting there's no turning off from it it's that's hard, one thing yeah yeah when since you left your job in the radio mm. have you found it difficult to always be on like no demarcation of when it finishes and when it ends yeah you text me was it on monday and you just said are you are you wrecked and i just said yeah i'm exhausted and you said it's hard always been switched on and it is because we we launched say last wednesday last wednesday week we were open wednesday thursday friday friday then we had the big pr event on the weekend so if, for anyone who doesn't know we brought 10 or 12 uh, content creators to an island uh, they were all wearing our gear and we put them doing activities orgies and no and then straight back into it monday morning to a heap of emails and queries and sales and then the following friday then i had to go and do a gig in galway that i was booked in for with galway county council and then monday tuesday wednesday and today is wednesday so I, I literally haven't had a minute um and it is like it's it's hard it's hard being switched on the whole time and you're exhausted like when you mm. get home you, it's a different type of tiredness and it's uh i was trying to explain to you like you've done so well like i started off small and i learned bit by bit so i have a system and it's very i just don't sleep <laughs> so that's yeah. that's my system but it's only it's not all the time. It's just, it's just sometimes, but it's, it's, I, I do, I was worried about you that it was gonna, cause you were sick and I know the way you get so stressed out with stuff. Yeah. But was there any moment you were saying, oh fuck, I can't do this. I can't do this. I'm after biting off more than I can chew. I you see, I had this kind of throat infection for a month and I think it was the, I, we, we launched on the Wednesday and then on the Thursday night, I had a pain going from my throat into my ear. And I, I just, that, that, that's when I thought, Jesus, I have to stop now. The pain was so intense, but then I had to get up the next morning and go in and do the orders because no, there was nobody else to do it like. And um, I rang the doctor and the doctor sent a prescription over to the pharmacy and I got that and that kind of kept me going then for another few days. But that Thursday night, I was thinking to myself, Jesus, I think I'm in a bad way now. Like, and I, I kind of thought, what happens now? What happens if I go into hospital for a few days mm. and there's a couple of hundred orders there and I can't get them out? So I think adrenaline probably pushed me through. It's so, you can get burnt out so easy. I was watching, I was there. All right, he's after launching stuff. Now he's at the weekend. And all building up and the people are messaging and but you did it. People you, only you're see still alive. Pe all good. People only see the good as well. And they see, you know, you bring out a brand and then they see something might be sold out and they say, oh, you're so successful. I was when I was driving down to Galway on Friday, I was at traffic lights on the head for the road and a woman pulled up beside me. And I saw to the right of my eye, the window went down. And I was like, oh, God. So I kind of looked across and there was a big smile at me. You know, it was a bit like the father's head moment. Good luck with the book. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then you were like nudging along and she was still over there and I was like, right, I put down the window and she goes, how are you doing? And I said, how are you doing? And she goes, um, good luck with your brand. And I said, thanks a million. You're so successful. But the way she said it was kind of like, it was very nice. And then you were kind of saying to yourself, is she being a bit smart or not? But then she, she actually wasn't. She was in, you know, you're so successful and everything. But then I said, um, hang on a second and I'll show you my bank balance and see how successful I am. 
Yeah. Do you know? But like people don't see the sacrifices. No. Success is like being pregnant. Uh, everyone sees the pregnancy, but they don't know how many times you've been fucked. Yeah. Like, you know, th- there was an awful lot of missed opportunities since May and an awful, an awful lot of things I could have done. And I walked out of my job, literally walked out of a really, really good paying job mm. to try and bring this to where it is now. And the sacrifices have just been insane, but nobody sees that. Nobody sees. And you can't show it. So if you were to come on every day uh, and you're stressed out and you just, you can't show it. You, you can't tell everyone. Everyone's going through their own shit. You're not going to come on and go, oh, I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm wrecked. And when you're a male influencer <clears throat> and you're doing gigs, the majority of the gigs you're offered are closed gigs. And I couldn't take any. Oh, yeah. So like I lost, like I had no job. And I wasn't, I wasn't, I, don't get offered I wasn't on the dole. I, I've never claimed anything. I've never done any of that. And all the gigs that were coming in were for menswear. And you're like, oh, I can't do that now. Sorry. And then they're kind of getting a bit thick with you going. You're not with that agency anymore. No, you see, I had to pull away from it. Because the majority of the gigs that were coming in were, were clothes related. Or no, biscuits. Biscuits uh, are a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> it was biscuits as <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You could dance around the kitchen for biscuits five times a week, <laughs> couldn't you? You could. And bars. You could. You, you, could. Can se- you can seriously see the amount of effort and stuff that went into it. Though the website is absolutely stunning. The photo shoot was stunning as well. Like, yeah. If you're looking on YouTube now, you're going to be able to see uh, Alan's stuff. Alan did it like a boss. You so, really did, like, you really had everything sorted from the start. Well, not sorted from the start, but planned out well, and you put a lot of effort on the back end into it, like. Yeah, I, I guess it looks like we did. I got a phone call off Alan. Oh, go back to it. Go back. I got a phone call off Alan, and I could hear. <laughs> <laughs> I was there, where are you? <laughs> i just taken <laughs> the photos for my shop. The <laughs> 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 photographer's here. <laughs> and uh, it was just so good. I was really impressed. We were looking through uh, stock images and stock videos in Iceland. And we wanted to, initially, we wanted to bring the models out to Iceland. But then we ran out of money and we had no money. <laughs> we had no money to go to Iceland. So we had to bring them to Ackle. Dude, that was such a cool picture though. But thank God we found locations in Ackle with the same rock formation as some of the video and the stock footage that we bought. Yeah. And it married in nicely, you know. I, do you know I only found out the other day? This is totally off topic, topic now. Well, at the start of the film Prometheus, the, do you know where the waterfalls are? And there's this stony volcanic ground. That's actually in Iceland. That's a real place. Right? That means nothing to anyone. I'm <laughs> just saying it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I thought it was special effects. When I found out it was real, it blew my mind. But um, it's done now. That's it. We're up and running. It's up and running. Yep. What's going on now between now and Christmas? Uh, we've three more products coming next week for ladies. Cool. And then uh, just try and try and keep it going. Try and he didn't it. bring any pictures so as they can show an exclusive. No, because fuck the, yeah, I could have went exclusive. <laughs> the products are coming on say Friday, and we have to get the model in, take them out of the box, put them on the model, get a photo, put them on the website. It's all last minute. It's all like it's all chaotic in the background. It is, it is. And on you know it looks great here, and you say oh geez it was all planned out and everything looked great. Geez, it wasn't like no. that in the background. No, it's, it's, and we've been, everyone was asking for the last few weeks because we started doing lives. And yeah. like, everyone, you're not doing live. You're not doing live. If you only knew how busy we all are, like, yeah. we, we don't have a second. And then pe- that fed into people thinking that we were fellow. It's crazy. It is mad. And even the two models we used, 
like I really wanted them. Like I headhunted them and I, I really wanted them. Did you for, know them? Yeah, yeah, I know them. And they have full-time jobs and you're trying to balance the days they have off with the photographer and get the shoot done in time for the website. And it was just headache after headache after headache. Did you get any, uh, did you get any like help from, you know, any, like, what is it? Galway County Council or Mayo County Council? Not a thing. Nothing. I've never got any funding or grants or anything for anything in my life. I'm starting to wonder why you put so much effort into promoting Mayo when they <laughs> treat you like shy. Why do you do it? I love it. I love Mayo. Like, I love the outdoors. I love... Oh, I know you do. Just yeah. letting you know. They don't love you. Yeah. For some it, reason. It's it's frustrating. Like, it is frustrating. You see, you see content creators coming down to Mayo and Galway and Sligo. They're shy. And, you know, they produce this content and they put it up. But then when you're in the game, you can see that some of their followers are fake or their engagement is low and they're getting huge money, like. Mm-hmm. And I don't understand why these these bodies give them so much money. I do. Because Mary in marketing loves him and she wants him down so she can say, I got this guy yeah. or I got this one. There's no... I, I've. I've noticed this now. There's no correlation between sales or pushing a certain product to the actual people that are working in marketing. There's a lot of chancers in it right now. Yeah. It's full of them. And it's not a jealousy thing. It, it, like, I, I'm in marketing for years and I just love it. I love marketing. And I love when something goes well. And I, lo- I love a good marketing stunt. And I've always said this in my stories. And you know when somebody sends you, they'll send you something through the post. You know yourself. You can get sent something through the post and it's just like, here, give me a free plug. But somebody actually thinks outside the box and sends you something that's really quirky with a quirky card. Gives you a bit of a buzz. And you're like, that, that's good now. And it's that's, good content. That's good content. And it's a good, it's a good idea. And I get a real buzz from that. But when you're watching somebody delivering really poor content that's getting paid a yeah. lot of money, it's frustrating. It's not yeah. a jealousy thing. It's no. just, you're just like, that could have been done so much better. Mm, that's, a, I, that's a missed opportunity. How is that acceptable? Yeah. Who's accepting that? And it's happening every day of the week. Drives me mad. And I'm not in marketing. Mm. I'm just looking at stuff and I go, oh my God. Or you stay, you you might stay in a hotel and it's part of a PR package and you stay there and you produce great content and then the hotel doesn't share it. And you're like, "Why why did you get us to stay there? Why did you get us to stay there and produce this content that got really good numbers, really good engagement. People are saying this, that and the other. And then the hotel doesn't share it. It's like, what's the point? Even when we went to the Cannonball, the difference in different hotels. Yeah. Like uh, the first hotel was Savage. Second hotel. The third one, they just wanted the finest for everything. <laughs> <laughs> the first hotel, we stayed in the Brehen, wasn't it? Yeah. Wow. That was lovely. That was, that was, that was peak. Potato sandwiches when we came back to the room. We, no, that was the, that was in Sligo. That was in Sligo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my head's fried, isn't it? We were like rock stars. Yeah. We were the rock stars of the Cannonball. And all the other lads were going, what's the story of their room? Looking two losers in the two year. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting all our free shit. <laughs> we just rocked up here in 400,000 worth of car and we don't even get tail sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That, that was good crack. That was probably the last fucking big crack all year. <laughs> um, well, there's probably a podcast in that on its own. That was good. We, were we cro- meant to do a podcast. We just was so busy. We were crossing the finish line and I was begging David to get out. Get out, David. Get onto the side of the car. Get onto the side of the Jeep. You're yeah. like, I don't know. Oh, no, Jesus, no, no. no, I don't think so. I don't think so. And I kicked you out of the Jeep onto the side. And then you were crossing the finish line and there was the, 
the dancer. What do you call them, dancers? Um, Brazilian dancers. Brazilian ones. Yeah, there's some zamba, zimba, samba dancer. Yeah, samba dancer. Samba. She was on the left of the jeep. You were on the right with the water pistol, yeah. dressed in a suit and the wig. It's just the best photo. It was good. I'm so glad you did it. Yeah, but that was. It was just. It was. A, it was so busy though, wasn't it? It was exceptionally busy for us. Yeah. Because everyone else was just driving through towns. I, mean, we, I nearly pissed myself three or four times. Yeah. You get to a finish station, you're dying to go to the toilet. And then there's seven or eight people waiting for a picture. And, and then you're getting messages saying, oh, why did you not stop here? And why did you skip here? And we, I think we were the only two getting that. Yeah, that, no, that was, that was great crack. It was great crack. And it was good to hang with each other and doing something that was busy. It was busy. Yeah. And yeah. we... You're sorry, your content throughout the whole thing was absolutely hilarious. Like, and obviously, you know, I was sharing quite a bit of it, but the actual chemistry between the two of you on that content, it's not met up. You're not trying to make something out of it or whatever like that. Yeah. No, we have, so a, we have a good chemistry. Like it's because it's easy for us because it's it's our sense of humor. It's yeah. just it's a it's a difficult one because I have certain followers and you have certain followers and you don't want to get you. I could get you in trouble. Basically, I could get you in trouble easy. So I always have to be cognizant not to be a prick <laughs> because I, I have the ability to go, fuck it, I don't care about them. And then you're like, well, sometimes you have to, you know, you have to yeah. care. And I'm like, I just, I suppose I'm very insulated because I'm, I, I just, I don't look at stuff. I suppose I, I don't, yeah. uh, and I can be closed off from it. So sometimes in a situation like that, when there's that many different people watching, I have to be uh, put in a, I don't know. I think we work well together as well because neither of us want anything from each other. Mm. And, and you know, there's a lot of collaborations out there where they're trying to build each other up and promote each other. All we want to do is hang out with each other. Yeah. And whatever happens, happens. And have you noticed, because you're really only doing this big time for the last year, it's, there's so, it's so nasty out there. Yeah, it's insane. And not just, because we've talked about before people messaging i'm not talking about people i'm talking the industry the, the whole lot of it the last time that we'd done a podcast remember it was just after my dad died and remember i was telling you i just i didn't know really what direction i was going i wasn't happy with what i was doing just the most horrific year like this has been the worst year now that i've had in that i can remember like the, and i learned an awful lot about myself this year because it was and i thought i went through some hard times this was there was <laughs> because so many things were happening at the one time and it was so many moments where i was like oh, i can't i don't know if i can don't know if i can keep going at this like this is just there's too much happening and there's too many from too many different angles and getting chopped at yeah you know and it wasn't people it wasn't people that was doing me it was just personal things it was it was oh god if i get through this year now i'll be happy and that's why i put so much work into this and I just want to have more control. I want to try and narrow who I deal with and really watch myself. It can, it can eat you up and spit you out, mm. this game. And people are very nasty and they're very quick to be nasty. And even the 10 people I brought to the island, I was watching some of the comments on TikTok there and they were all like, um, you know, the word influencer now is a nasty word. And people, as soon as they hear it, they're like, influencer. You know, and it's it's frowned upon and it's not really accepted as a form of marketing now. But if you're not accepting it as a form of marketing, you're a fool. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I brought these 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 10 amazing people to the island and I brought them to the island for their personalities, not for their numbers, not for the, the, the amount of mm -hmm. followers they had. Some of them had 
15,000 followers, some of them had 100,000 followers, but I strategically picked these personalities because I knew they'd click and they did. But then some of the comments on TikTok were like, huh, like, look at these sad people on the island. I never heard of any of them. <laughs> and suddenly, like, just because Mary 742 had never heard of them, they were no good. They were a bunch of flipping idiots, you know. But what Mary doesn't know is that they were all selling Northern Hemisphere fleeces and hoodies. And they were like absolutely amazing at what they do and amazing at the content and the fact that they're able to put themselves out there. Nobody gives credit for that. Mm. It's not an easy thing to do. And like, say, for instance, you go into if you're working in a hotel and you're Mary 472 and you work in a hotel and you're just there at reception or doing whatever you're doing. And then somebody walks in and says, here, Mary, uh, go on camera here and promote the bedrooms. Mary would run a mile. You say, I'm not going on camera. Oh, I couldn't do that. But she's very quick to go on TikTok and say, the state of you going on your stories promoting that. And you're, the, you're never going to stop that. No, you're never going to stop it. <clears throat> the only thing you can do is just ignore Mary. Yeah. Fuck Mary. There's a lot of jealousy out there. Uh, the, a lot of people think, right, for instance, you're after getting a new mattress. And they're like, oh, fuck him. He got a new mattress. But that fellow then has to go and create a load of content. That he, first of all, he has to talk for two or three days with the company about doing a deal and a contract and this, that and the other. Then you have to get the mattress. You have to come up with the content. You have to come up with the pitch. You have to go back to them and say, this is what I plan to do when I get it. Then you have to create the content and send it back to them. And it's like a week's work and you're getting a mattress. But then somebody's going, oh, look at that dick got a mattress. Could have just bought the mattress. Like, they just think it just arrived to your house and you put it on the bed in happy days. Well, it's like the Batman in Batman the film. If you live long enough as a hero, you'll become the villain. Yeah, it's just it's just how it is. You see that a bit as well. Yeah, I I see that all the time. I don't and I, I don't I I don't know. I'm still in a little uh you know I don't know what I'm playing. I'm trying to play a different game, and it could be the whole wrong game we talked about last time. You know when we I was there. I just don't like doing ads, and not unless I'm doing them for myself or doing that for you. I because I, I trust you, but. The amount of people I trust now is small. Yeah, I also know that you, going forward in life, you have to trust people because that's bravery. You can't go forward in life without trusting people. You just have to be a lot more cautious about it. And that's what I find weird about, say, like only today I was talking to someone about doing ads and they ring you. And yeah, that, that sounds something that I could do. And then it's like, once they agree, you've agreed to have a conversation about it, then they start Telling you all the things that they don't want. Mm. And you're like, oh, you rang me. Go, like, just leave me alone. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't need this. I don't need it. I don't want that. I go up and I'll drive my machine. I'm fine. Yeah. Everyone wants a piece out of you. Yeah. But uh, they only want a certain piece. Yeah. I come as a whole. You know, you can't, can't have one part of you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I find it, I just find it difficult to say, do one ad unless I could get it into my story and it's part of it. And it, you know, and yeah. and you get you get to this stage where when, you know when I was starting to build this podcast studio, yeah, and you'd have people saying, oh, "We'll give you, we'll build you a table, or we'll we'll give you chairs, or we'll we'll do we'll stock a fridge, or you know, there, there's a million things." And I've got, and this is probably a bad thing. I'm there. Oh, I know what you want. You know, you want to own me. <laughs> you know, I I feel like I've been, I was owned this year. Yeah, I fell into a, I fell into a whole a, a position of being owned. Yeah, by people and companies just got me. They got me. 
had me by the balls and it took me all year to get out. They fucking got me. And you and they had no respect for you. No respect for me. They got me when I was down. And a lot of it is just it's not that these are bad people. It's just people see you as a cash cow. And you you believe people. I would be a trusting person. So if I sit down across the table from a company and they say, like for instance, ah oh fuck it, I don't care. So when I started doing the Harry Hansen stuff, it was a big fucking deal for me. Like I was a lot of money. And you're dealing with a company and they say, hey, look, your father's dying. Well, you don't have time for this. Let us do this for you. We, we can do this. And they fuck everything up. They fuck everything up. They nearly do me. Like I was that close to going out of business. Me and Vicky use our own personal money. Like they cost me a fortune. They were absolute idiots. And still fighting with crowds like that to say. And like I've never owed anyone a penny. Always paying me bills. And these cunts made my life misery. And like there was loads of that went on. People saying, oh, we could have your stock here in eight weeks. Other companies would tell you that'll be six weeks, but we're telling you it's eight weeks. You just pay us your money and we'll get it for you. And you pay the money. And guess what? It doesn't come for 15 weeks and 12 weeks. And then when you get it, maybe 30% of it's broke. And, and, you, and you've paid for it. And you've paid for it. And all that while you're getting all those messages, like we said, uh, Mary doesn't understand that I'm not doing that. And Mary doesn't understand that I'm dragging myself out of bed every morning thinking, oh, fuck, I, I don't know if I can do this. But I, I missed me out, lad. I was work. I was trying to do work. I was trying to do orders. I was trying to create content. And I don't come on here going, oh, I'm sad. No, I miss me dad. No, I have to be strong for Vicky. Vicky wasn't well. And I was trying to do all those things. And you're just there fucking other people. Imagine my life be so simple. You see, I, and you, it was just too much. And I just said to myself, that's it. I couldn't, anyone that is making my life difficult is gone. Anyone that I think is after fucking me over are fucking gone. Because you don't, you have to take your own advice. Did anything change in your life since the plowing? Or are you back at it again? Like what? Like you can, we can talk about it now because you've told everyone Vicky's pregnant. But like at the, at the plowing, you, you know, you had an off lot going on. You were oh. trying to get the stock over to the, to the plow and trying Vicky, to get the stock. Vicky over was pregnant. Plow. You were missing your dad. There was, or, you know, the, stock coming in. The podcasting. The po- the Like I had to get a new podcast room. All this stress. Yeah. Yes. And like loads of people to be asking me about why I, <laughs> I moved from Galway. And it was just a necessity thing. We'll and come back to that in a second, though. But. You like. It's pure stress. That put you in that ambulance at the at the plow and like it, pro- it probably was you you know you you were the, the most st- stressed I've ever seen yet uh, not that I know you that long but did, you see but here here's so here's where I was right the <laughs> two of us were at the plow and neither of us got to see each we other ne- we never got to see each other and I went to the plow to see see what it'd be like see see how it was and it was all day and we were we were busy and then I was. I really was, I didn't do well after me dad. I, you know, when I was busy, I was grand. So like, and I'm still like that. So when I'm busy, fucking grand. I'm not, not bothering me. But I take one day off. If I take one day off to chill out, I'm fucking, it's, it's horrible. Like it's, it's terrible. So I'm there, hurry, when I'm doing nothing, I'm pissed off. 
or I'm sad and I have to make myself not sad. And it's just a normal thing. You have to get through it. You know, that's like the first of everything every year is going to be hard. Like Christmas is coming and that's all horrible. So I'm keeping busy. But then during the year, Vicky wasn't well. It was just after Da dying, she was pregnant. And then she lost the baby. And she was unwell for a while after it. And I kind of felt there was so much going on with stock. There was so much going on with stuff coming in and out. There was stuff coming in and out of the house. Vicky was doing all that. She was minding the kids. And I was kind of like, it's kind of, you, you blame yourself. You're there thinking, I'm putting too much pressure on Vicky. There's too much going on here. So after that, I was there, no, I'm not putting any more pressure on Vicky like that. I'm going to try and make her life as easy as possible and try and disconnect what I'm doing shop-wise and get in here and move it all away. So when you're doing all that on your own and you're trying to work, you're trying to be up in the machine, you're trying to create content, you're trying to be a husband, you're trying to be a father, and you're trying to keep that baby safe. <laughs> you want this one to work out. And I suppose between all that, then fucking getting sick of the power and I thought I was going to die. I yeah. was like, fuck man, I'm going to die and I didn't get my shit sorted. I wanted to get some shit sorted. I was on the way home from the ploughing getting all these messages. Hey, what's the story with Cuddy? He's in an ambulance. He was at the side of the road. I thought you were dead. No, I wasn't dead. It was fine. I was trying to get through to Vicky. I was trying to get through to your brothers. Your brothers, I, I told your brothers because I was saying to them, what's the story with David? And they were like, well, I heard he's in an ambulance. And they were like, Jesus, first we've heard. And I still have to get the operation. And, but then, are you, are you back to square one now again? I never stopped. What's it all about? I'm working on it. I, so the, I'll tell you what it's all about. I genuinely, like, I genuinely think that this is what I want to do. I don't care if 10 people listen. I feel that I can have a conversation here. and I don't have to worry about what anyone's thinking, what anyone's saying. I don't, and it's not what anyone thinks or says. Last week, someone asked me a question. I do a question thing. And like I do these to like to talk to. I was talking to a woman here the other night. That'll be coming out tomorrow or the next day. And I genuinely want to know what's going on. Because I don't know. I want to see where she is in that. And I find that interesting. It's like being in the machine and listening to an audiobook. You learn something. Yeah. But when I do something on, on this now, I fucking hate it. I'm, I'm starting to absolutely dread it. Imagine I'm asked a question. Do you hate that Andrew Tate prick? And I go, I don't hate him. Some things he says are, are, are grand. That's it. That's all I said. Gone. It was blocked. I'm just thinking, ah, oh, come on. You get some awful soppy questions in your awful. Q&As. And they're the ones I like, Hey, and they're the ones I pick. Hey, David, I'm not sure if my girlfriend loves me anymore because she's <laughs> been in the bathroom for the last 45 minutes. Yeah. And you're just like, What? And, and, you know, and then you're, him that, like. you're worse for answering them. <laughs> They're the best of the battle. <laughs> I, I get, and some of the questions that I get, then they, oh, all I get is where's Cookie? I get so many. And I get some, like, I get so many about daddy now. Daddy? <laughs> yeah. That, that get, annoys me. And I, I get see some so of the, many. Some people just have no boundaries. Sure, they don't. Yeah. And I see, I but, see, like, a question coming in going, how are you now after your dad? But there, there's, there's loads of them. And like, say there was like, uh, I got six messages, questions yesterday. Uh, people had just lost their, one of their parents. Just the last couple of days. And they say, you know, oh, just lost mine. Like, how do you deal with it? <laughs> and you message back privately and you go, I don't want. 
Just, just, you just have to be. Just That's tough, though, too, because I can understand that. I can understand it from well, their point yeah, of view. But you've They're, been getting them loads. Everyone gets yeah. weird things because people, they think they know you and they think that you have an answer. And yeah. I try to pay, tell people I don't, I just do things. I don't have an answer. I'm just doing things. You did get one about your dad, though, like I think it was two weeks ago. And I seen it and just the way it was phrased. I don't know if it's this what yeah. you're thinking about as well, Alan. The way it was phrased, like I took it personally for you almost. It was something like, Do you are you still upset about your dad? It, it ended really smart. And you're just something. like, Fucking of course I'm still <laughs> upset about my dad. Like <laughs> No, I'm totally over it now. I have new mugs coming out next week. <laughs> I know. Like but, but like sometimes you probably do it as well, you get a question and you see the the person's name comes up. Sometimes you you click into their profile. And you go, that's just the thing of a young lad. He just doesn't have the vocabulary to explain it. Mm. You know, there's some, there's some of that goes on. But in that story, it very visibly hit you. I think that's why I was like, what yeah. the fuck was going on here? Because it, it was very visible in the story that it hit you. It annoyed me as well yeah. at the time, I remember. Actually, there's a couple of questions. I'd have to do them a couple of times because I could be loving them. Does <laughs> anyone on YouTube here, I'm just opening a can of Pepsi Max. Maximum taste, no it's sugar. It's way nicer than Diet Coke. Diet Coke is rank. Yeah, Coke yeah. Zero. Is this on a par with di- Diet Coke? <laughs> yeah, you taste that. Just taste it. It's there's not no, like Coke no sugar Zero. Because Diet Coke is rank. Rotten. Yeah, it's rank. And that ASMR in there. Yeah, okay. You ready for this? Here we go now. <laughs> These are not edited in. This has actually happened. Sounds like you're finger bashing someone. No, it's rotten. That is not rotten. That's it the is equivalent rotten. to Diet Coke. Coke Zero wins all day, but that's yeah. the equivalent. Turn that on for Just turn this. Uh, so, what do you think in. of the room? The room is class. <sighs> is it? Pepsi is rotten. I explained. <laughs> I explained this to to Matt when we first started. I wanted this to be as plug and play as possible, and I also made this because I don't want people having the same problem I have. I want people. I built this for a reason. I want people to be able to come in if Johnny and Mary down the road want to do a podcast they can come in here and they can have as good a podcast they'll get everyone cheaper and no one's stopping them but I just it also this year and I've I've read so many books about this and I figured this out myself because I had to figure out my own life and how to go forward in my life if you're a man and you can't talk your way through problems if you can't bury your head in the sand and I thought that would get me through just being honest telling the truth not lying and being fair with people and then go oh no some people just can't it's not that they're dishonest it's not that they're um, trying to write it's just they're weak and they can't handle anything and it's and it wrecks their, it wrecks stuff yeah I, I think weak is harsh as well but it's the definition of weakness. If you can't have um, a discussion, mm-hmm. if you can't have a hard discussion, like confrontation delayed is confrontation multiplied. And if you can't have that small confrontation at the start, and then it just multiplies and multiplies, and it turns into something that it's not. And it can be very, very frustrating for the other person. It is, yeah, it's totally frustrating. But You know, different people have different ways of dealing with things as well. Yeah, they do. But, you know, you have to, when there's other people's livelihood involved, you know, sometimes serious conversations have to be had. Yeah, yeah, I get that. You know, you can't, um, and sometimes I suppose you don't 
expected from some people. But anyway, you 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 push forward. I don't dislike anyone. I don't hate anyone. I'm just happy that I have more control here. I'm near home. I can do one whenever I want. Hopefully, Matt's going to show me if I get stuck. I can press play and just go. And it's like, but it's I'm I'm not going to let myself be fucking fucked over again by just companies and people and like talking to like that guy today from that company looking for me to do something like there. Uh, five minutes, five minutes. First few conversations. Oh, we'd love to do this. I mean, gonna, this would match your brand and it'd be brilliant. And your whiskey sets and I can see it. It'd be brilliant. And then they want to change everything. The thing that frustrates me the most about brands contacting you is they contact you because they say, right, say for instance, it's a whiskey set. David, we'd love to team up with you and sell whiskey sets. And we, you know, you'd be perfect for it and we'll give you a free whiskey set. And you're mm. like, uh, hang on now, a free whiskey set. And you're like, oh, you'd be, yeah, it'd be brilliant. And you've the power to sell 300 whiskey sets, mm. but they only want to give you a free one. Yeah, I know. And they don't say, right, well, we need to pay you on top of this because you're going to triple that's, our that's, business. I, I think like I was saying, it's the silly people that work in marketing. But there's, a, they don't there's under- like 80% of them. Yeah, they don't understand that you pay bills. It's like, you can, you can give me all this stuff. It ain't going to pay my bills. Because we all still have bills. Still have a car to pay for it. Still have a house. And like you can have all the cool stuff you want. Yeah. But I tell you, stress. I'm so looking forward to Christmas and not looking forward to Christmas at the same time. <laughs> it's so weird. I'm so looking forward to the year being over. Yeah. And I'm so not looking forward to Christmas. And at the same time, you know, you have to, you know, kids, you know, they're, they keep you going. But God, I'm looking forward to this year being over. I'm so happy to have this going. I'm so happy to be just uh, tipping away. And like the amount of people asking you, oh, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Why are you doing that? And you can't go on every day because you could do 10 question times and everyone, like 90% of them missing, they'll ask you the same question 50 times. That's why I didn't say why I was building a new podcast room or why I done this or why I done that. And why I don't have a fulfillment company and why I've tried. I've tried fulfillment companies. I've you done it yourself. Best decision you ever made. What? My own fulfillment company? Yeah. You know, oh, doing your know. own doing your own fulfillment. You can't yeah. you can't you can't trust anyone because and it's not that it probably works for some people, but because we are the brand, you are the point of contact. It's irrelevant because you could have a fulfillment company that with the best intentions in the world will be doing orders, but you're getting the messages. No, you can't have another step between, you know, if, if Darren is messaging you saying, where's my hoodie? You can't be messaging somebody else saying, where's Darren's hoodie? Yeah, especially if once five o'clock in the evening comes, they're not going to answer you. You have to be able to get in and get the, get to the bottom of it yourself quickly mm. and, and have access to that yourself. Yeah, you have to. And then there's not enough out of it for a fulfillment company. Mm. Like I'm I'm looking at the maths now thinking... Oh yeah, it's great. And I sold out of fleeces and I sold this, that and the other. And then I'm thinking, hang on a second. Why don't I have any money in my account? And it's insa- like, it's so hard to make money. Oh, it's so By hard. the time you buy your plastic bags and your labels and your stickers and you're doing this, that and the other. And then you're thinking, well, this is great. And then you sit down and you're doing the maths. And you're like, oh, no. I know. And it can escalate. Where, where, how did I get this so wrong? Yeah. It's so hard to make a pound. Oh my God. And it'd be easier to go back and <laughs> work a nine to five somewhere. But then again, me and you can't do that. Remember during the summer, I got a bill 
from a company for duty, 22,000, that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Because they sent it out in a fucking stupid way. <laughs> and they were like, oh, oh, well. oh, oh. there you go. I'm leaving. I'll stop. Oh, you look, but look, all these things, when you get through them, you look back and you go, God, I learned a lot. Well, no one else is, you like, you should be very proud of yourself. Same as yourself, Mara. Man. No, I know, I know. <laughs> and and you, when, you're, when you're caught up in it, you don't look at yourself and you go, geez, I did that and that's amazing. You're the last person to say that because you're looking at all the problems. You know, it's like when you're going out, like we had this discussion before, when you're out playing football, you missed four goals and you only got one. And mm. all you do is you're going home thinking about the four you missed. So it's very hard when you're caught up in it because all we've seen is problem after problem after problem for the last 12 months. But like as one of your best friends, I'm sitting here telling you, like there was a stage where I was very worried about you. And no need to be worried about me. I'm a strong, resilient man. I might be dying on the inside. <laughs> okay, no, I'm, I'm very proud of you to have come through everything you've come through this year. And I hope that you can just even for 30 seconds right now where you can just acknowledge Jesus, yeah, I did good. Oh, no. th- I did good this year. I do. I do. I, and the- Would you say it? Oh, no, I've done good. No, no, I have. And you know what has helped me? So I've been doing nights now. You know, so we're back to two machines and we're doing night shifts. And I love driving machines. Like I, I love driving machines. But I'm also, you know, it's hard to get up in the morning with the kids and stuff. I'm not used to that. But the kids are great. Like Jane and Clark and them, they give you, they just, they give you that release. Where you're not thinking about yesterday. You're not thinking about tomorrow. You're just there. And I've got good at just living in that moment with them and enjoying them. Because, and they make you forget. And they give you that little breathing space in your head. Like, I love hanging with kids. I've never had that in the morning. I've always been up at four or five and working. But now that I've worked nights and I was dreading doing nights. Now I love it. Now the sleep isn't great. <laughs> But it's the kids are are great. I'm so looking forward to having another. I'm not looking forward to the late nights. Vicky's gonna be doing that. <laughs> but I, it, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. The story Lily put up on your story the other day of uh, she was. It was just so funny to come from like from a child like whatever. She's like, Daddy just asked me like, am I looking forward to Christmas? Look at me jumper. Look at me <laughs> shoes. Of course, yeah. I'm looking forward to Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's gas. She's a ticket. She is. Lily, Lily's mad for the phone. She's mad for it. And I won't let her get a phone. And I'm going to try and get away with that for as long as I can. But only because I know how many creeps are out there. <laughs> and it is creepy. It is so creepy. When are you getting your Porsche? When am I getting my Porsche? I heard you were getting a Porsche. Have you seen what I'm driving? Yeah. A 34-year-old Jeep. Advertising. Oh. Northern Hemisphere with your fancy Jeep. Nearly died of carbon monoxide poisoning yesterday on the way to Galway. I was coming into Hedford really sleepy. I was like, jeez. Like, oh, Is it a diesel? Yeah. And the fumes are coming into the cab. You should tell Mr. Kennedy to put a big petrol engine in that. To be fair to Kennedy's, I have to say, um, ah, it's, a, it's a class yoke. Like. It's a class yoke. Very cool. Now, it's not ideal for driving up and down to Port Leash every day. But, um, I love it, like, I absolutely love it. But when are we doing a live podcast? We've been thinking about that. When will we have time to organise it or anything? I'm after getting about four or five phone calls from pubs that want to take us in. Pubs? 
Yeah, well, the 50 ACs. Come on, David. You want to go RDS straight away? You know how I work. I know. If it's I don't, not Crow Park. Could you imagine the stress levels? I want to I want you to envision this, right? So you organize this because Alan would organize, right? And to be this big fucking thing. And you'd be ringing me. Have you anything done? I'm just going to rave on the day. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. You'd, you'd be stressed now. Nobody knew about the helicopter on the island. I knew. And then, and then, well, I'm saying nobody outside my circle. And then on Saturday morning, everyone was like, Jesus, Alan, can you not just, can you not just do something? Where do you go from here now? What do you mean? Like, next time you launch something. Oh, I'm not launching anything again now. Stop. Oh, you say that all the time. No, I'm not. You sat chatting after the fucking weekend. And you were like, that's it now. For a while. I'm not doing anything real stressful like that. For a while. I'd love I'd love Northern Hemisphere to just tick along now and, and I want to grow it and I'm hoping that it'll be a success and I'm hoping we can get better products and I'm hoping, not to zent around with our products, but I'm hoping that we can get more products and get... There's an opening now. Valencia's gone. Isn't that their name? Valenciaga. Valenciaga. Uh, I'm not getting into that on this podcast. <laughs> not going near that. <laughs> this is my podcast. We can do what we want. No. Um, that's what I'm hoping. I'm hoping that I can just grow this. And bring it to the next level. And, you know, next time maybe buy a few more hoodies that might get the price of the container down or price of this down. or Because at the minute, everything's just so expensive. Yeah. And to get the price down, I, people also don't understand how the volumes that you have to go to get that price down. I've made, like, honestly now, I've made no money from this launch. None. I'm, I'm still down. like, And I will be down for a long time. And that's business. Mm. But also, you're saying to yourself, Jesus, is this going to be a business? You know, I learned, I learned very quickly that the gin isn't a business. Yeah, that's not. I, like, I, I lost money on that. But I think that's what entrepreneurialness is. You have to keep trying to something. You know, you're, you're trying not to scrimp. You're trying to do something that you do properly. I, I'm the same. So you're doing it properly. And if it fails, at least you fail doing it properly. Yeah. I genuinely believe that if Northern Hemisphere doesn't work, I will do an unbelievable CV and hopefully get a lovely job marketing some other company. You won't? You'll do something else? No, I you're won't. In, you're in the zone now. I won't. You can't, I think, no. I think this is the one for you though, Alan, like, because it, there's actually something in it and behind it in the sense of that you are so into your nature and walks on the West Coast and stuff like that, that you specifically went for that. You didn't go for a leisure brand of just sitting around. There obviously is leisure clothes in it. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, but this is right up your street, and you're backing it full heartedly. Yeah, underwear. <laughs> <laughs> we've big, like we've big plans. Like we, we, there's so many things we want to do. There's so many products we want to bring out, but it's all about money, and there has to be a margin on it, and it's just difficult. But I, that's what I want to do. I want to just. I would love to grow Northern Hemisphere for the rest of my life and have that. And if it doesn't work. I, I genuinely, I'm saying this now and we can listen back to this podcast next time. I don't have another brand in me. I don't. I'm burnt out. I'm done. And I, if this doesn't work and in, it, I'll, I, you know, I'll give this as long as it needs and I'll keep plugging away and I'll keep, I'll keep working as hard as I've ever worked. But if the time comes where we just say, lads, that didn't work. I will. I want a job where I get paid at the end of the week and I'd be a shit hot marketing person for some company i know i know i get that but i don't have i don't i don't have it in me anymore i i'm i'm burnt out with the 
Instagramming and the messages and the the constantly being switched on, it's it's just something that people you can't explain it like no like even uh, the first day you know I have I have um, two brilliant partners with me in Northern Hemisphere and you know we went to Dublin for a day and we were up there and we were having meetings and stuff like that and people were stopping me on the street saying Jesus how are you Alan or you know they were saying I listen to your podcast or this that and the other and they were saying Jesus how are you recognised in Dublin like but someone somewhere will always stop you and you know when you when you say that you sound like people are saying oh, will you shut up you've only 80,000 followers on Instagram or whatever but someone somewhere always recognizes you. And it's fantastic and it's brilliant. But it can also be very draining. Mm. And being always switched on the whole time. Like I said, that lady at the traffic lights in Galway or, you know. And it's brilliant. And don't get me wrong, I'm not giving out about it. Yeah. Because it's brought me to where I am. And I love it. But it's, it's very difficult to, it's a very difficult tiredness to explain. And also... It's not really something I ever set out to do. Like, mm. I, I, I didn't want to be well-known on Instagram and have my own brand. Now, I did want to always bring out my own brand and I was always very entrepreneurial and I always wanted to do it, but I didn't think I'd be the face of it. I never thought I'd be the face of it and I never thought people would want to be stopping me for photos and people would want to be meeting me. I always wanted to bring out a brand and hope that it would do well and use other influencers. But being the face of it is hard. Because then any tiny little problem, you take it so personal. And that's, I find it hard to that's detach. You, you, have to, you have to learn to detach from that. Like there might be a few threads out in a hoodie and that's going to happen. Yeah. It doesn't matter what brand you are. You could buy a Nike hoodie and get it sent to you and there'll be a few threads out in it. It's just, oh, I love somebody, ha somebody has an off day. People would never know. Like uh, This week, me and Vicky have folded, steamed, cut treads, <laughs> got rid of, checked maybe 600 hoodies, uh, checked every cup, Vic, Lily helps, you're down on the floor, you're flat out, yeah. no, nobody sees that. But I do, I do have it handier than you when it comes, because you're out all the time, you, you're out and about, so you have to deal with people personally a lot more than I do, because I'm never anywhere. And I'm not really a sociable person. That's the thing people find very hard to, to grasp is that like I'm not I'm not into going out meeting people you know I, I'm still learning how to do it mm. I'm still learning how to you know but still you're good at I, I wing it like the odd time that I have been out with you like when we went to uh, where was the stag stag where was the stag that I met you at? oh in Carrigan Shannon Carrigan Shannon I mean you said we'd go to a few pubs mm. we mobbed like you you'd be just everyone's everywhere and it's hard to you go God, this is a bit mad isn't it this is a little bit crazy because I wouldn't be able to do that all the time yeah like I just wouldn't I wouldn't have the head for it I think but I don't like going out at the best of times even before I people knew me I wouldn't like going out I didn't I didn't like it and then lately if they don't know me for being Alan Clark I'm just Cuddy's friend <laughs> and they just shout at you making big bang <laughs> Six years. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tight little hours. <laughs> yeah. And I think you're, you've done now. And it's after you, you see that there's a market and all you have to do is build on it, keep your customers. And that's all you have to do. That's all I've done. Until 
two months time we're turning around and told the price of thread has gone up and the price of containers has gone up and the price of electricity has gone up and then you're out of business no you just have to do it differently I everyone wanted the same hoodies I got this year and all my suppliers wanted six euro more for them so I just had to find them somewhere else and buy more <laughs> to try and get the price down you just find a way because you've put so much effort into it it's only if you thought it was gonna go in the morning you go that's my baby I've put all that effort in it. Think about it. You've done it since the start of the year. But that's why I'm so um, invested in cookie gin. Hmm. Like, I brought out a second batch of cookie gin <laughs> because everyone wanted it. Not because I'm going to make any money out of it. Because I can't. Well, that's bad business. Yeah. But that's back to your point where you just love it. I worked so hard on the branding. And you did a super job. The colours, the taste of it. And I get a kick out of people enjoying it. Yeah. People love it. But don't get me wrong. If I, if I thought I was to make money, I'd have to change it. I wouldn't do it again. No, well, there won't be a third batch. I can't see, I can't see there being a third batch. It's, we've done two batches now. And I, I, I can't do a third batch. It's not financially possible. Um, When's your new podcast coming out? When are you starting season? Are you on season three? Four? I've done two seasons. Two seasons? Yeah. And when's the next one? I don't know. I want. I need to do this setup, but I can't afford it at the minute. Sure, you was here. This was for. Sure, how can I drive to Port Leash to record a podcast? That's bad business, David. You've been driving around the fucking country doing the podcast. I know, but I have to bring them to me. someone. Yeah. Yeah, no, I know. I get that. I'm, I'm, that's why I'm... Um, do, you know what my, do you know what my goal is? I only realized yesterday. I went to the launch of Tommy Tiernan's new TV program, mm. Tommy Tiernan's Epic West. And he travels along the west of Ireland, talking to people and showing the west of Ireland. And yesterday I said, that's what I want to do. And it's the first time, like, I know I've wanted to bring out a brand and I, I know I've wanted to do this, that and the other. Um, but when I was watching that yesterday in the cinema, I said, I really, really, really want to do that. Then you have to be as famous as Tommy. Do you have to be famous to do that? What's he getting it for? What do you mean? He's big stuff right now. He's he's RT's cash cow. Like he gets great views. He gets great ratings. It's all about who's hot right now. Oh, I don't mean do it through RT. I don't mean be the face of RT. Do your own. Yeah. No, I mean just go and hit the road and do it myself. I'd yeah. need money. That's all I'd need. I wouldn't need to be famous. And it wouldn't be about views or bringing in viewers to RTE. I just want to go and travel and talk to people and document it. That sounds cool. Mm. Little YouTube channel. Yeah. Alan Travels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Start off going to the... What's that big long walk? The Camino, is it? Camino? It's not in the west of Ireland, David. No, but like start off. Do you mean Crowpatrick? No, you've done that. <laughs> you've done that. Start off with... Uh, no, I want to stay in Ireland. Yeah, you're not listening to me. I'm just saying, start off, do one weekend away to the Camino. Something right. mad. And then try and get like, oh, look what I did. So this is going to be piece of piss. Give me money. <laughs> Give me that money. That's it. Like, do you invest into having a team do something with you and then bringing it to the likes of RT or whatever? Having to, like usual, pay that amount at the start to get it going. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's an option. Sure, the money in them things costs would be fucking phenomenal, wouldn't it? Phenomenal. Give me a rough 
Just say you wanted to walk the Wild Atlantic Way and video it the way you'd want to. And now when anyone has watched your videos, you're fairly snazzy at them now. You know, the right amount of like the picture quality, like the, the shots and then the funniness and, you know, talking to people and promoting stuff. What To do it right the way you'd want it, how much would it cost? Do you think? Just... Oh, I don't know. You'd get no change out of a hundred grand. And that seems like a lot of money. It's fucking not. What would RTE be spending on? What would they have spent on Tommy's one? Roughly. Oh, I'd have no idea. Wouldn't even be able to begin to guess. It wouldn't be a hundred thousand. It'd be oh, fucking oh, no. five hundred thousand. I honestly, I wouldn't even be. Give able me a fucking number. Right? You're not leaving this table until I get a number. I wouldn't. And now I did notice at the end of it when it came up in the cinema that it was BAI funded. So there's. That's the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. So you, you can go to them and pitch an idea and they can give you funding. Same for radio shows. Like you could, you could interview somebody here and get funding for it and sell that then to radio stations all around the country. So like you could interview somebody really, really interesting. Go to the BAI, get funding for it and get it on every radio station. Isn't it mad though? And the richest people in the world right now are YouTubers. Just, yeah. They just do it themselves. You just have to get that. And you have a head start. Could you imagine all the awesome filmers there? I'd love to do that. And they're there looking at you going, God, I wish I had 8,000 followers. I'd get that done. No problem. What do you mean? So every, like television, technically, like stuff like that is, it's, it's old school now. Most of the richest new stars in the world are YouTubers. Mr. Beast, all these dudes. Like phenomenal amount of money in creating their own content. They cut out. Septiguy. What's that? That's your man, isn't he? The biggest YouTuber. Oh, Jack Septic. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I don't know him. No. But there's so many of them. And there's young people out there, because we get young lads messaging us the whole time wanting to video our machines or yeah. bring out their drones. and Like, they're excellent at what they do. You'd look at their videos and you go, that's fucking savage. Grassmen. Yeah, Grassmen. But Grassmen have the name. So you, you have a name already. You know, like you can go to someone, I have a YouTube channel, 80,000 people, go look at that video, go subscribe, hit that bell button. If you have 80,000 subscribers on YouTube and you're getting views, you're making bank then. I think what the, the likes of Jack Zeptikai and that, um, I don't know much about him, but even the likes of Logan Paul, all of those, what they done first was very smart. They got in with, like, with kids, like it was kids videos that they, and that's who watched them. And now look what they are. They're nowhere near kids' videos now. Like, they, they got their but fame. But their kids grew up with them. Yeah, no, 100%. But they got their fame and money off that. Like, I follow a lot of photographers, a lot of videographers, like, because I'm into that stuff. I'm not fantastic at it, but I like doing it or whatever. And there's one I follow from England who literally just travels around the world now, just doing whatever he wants, street photography, car photography, all that stuff, like. But the majority of people who are amazing at that aren't getting the, aren't getting it because they're not appealing to children on YouTube or whatever, you know, it's it's crazy. People appeal to personalities more than <clears throat> pictures. And you know social media as well. My my page has stopped growing. I'm stuck now at whatever I've been stuck at for the last six months. I can't get any more followers. Instagram have just completely stopped it. And before that, when when we were in Cologne, Kieran and I did a trip to Cologne, I was getting three hundred followers a day and I wasn't doing anything. And like the two of us, we're in marketing, we're in Instagram, we're in it all our lives, we know it inside out. And we were just watching my phone here and my phone was going follower, 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 follower. And I was just getting 300 followers a day for nothing. Where the algorithm had changed in Instagram and 
I started booming one day and got like 5,000 followers then over, over a couple of weeks. And then bang, it stopped. When I was on holidays in Portugal, I put up a story saying, I was, somebody commented on my hairy legs and I was knocking a bit of crack out of it. And then I, I done a poll and I said, um, I did a poll and I said, do, do women like hairy legs? Yes or no? And it was like 75% yes and whatever. And then I said, right, happy days. I'm going to start selling pictures of my legs now and only fans and I've met it. That day, my page stopped. And I can't do, I remember I was blocked from lives for weeks. I can't do collaborations. Like there's so many different things I can't do. People are saying they can't see my stories. People are saying they can't find me. They can't tag me. And since that day that I said, I'm going on OnlyFans, my page completely stopped. And I've been emailing and requesting verifications and doing this, that and the other. And one day I got some, I don't even know how I got it or where I got it, but I got some notification from Instagram saying, that my account was suspended until the 25th of December. Just because I was messing one day and said... So look, I've been telling everyone ages there's something seedy going on in the world of social media. Like, free speech is fucking dead in this country. It's absolutely dead. You you either say what the narrative is or you just don't get to say anything at all. Like, I brought 12 well-known people to an island for the weekend and all their pages were growing. And they were all there tagging me saying thanks for bringing me here and it was all my brand and my page didn't grow at all like like for the last nothing. think about it right for the last two years i've been having that problem shadow banning and you can send emails or why are you banning me for this and you can you can do all those things and you get no feedback none like zero but if you but if it's the other way around like is it and the other thing that's really more frustrating is that there's a fake Alan Clark official page. That's what I mean. And it's so, Alan Clark dot official. So when you do a competition or if yeah. I do a competition and yeah. there's four fake pages and then 70 or 80 people are going, oh, we're after getting a message from you. We're after winning the competition. They're not that quick to get rid of that page. Well, I know for a fact that this fake page has been reported over two or 300 times. Mm. I put it up every now and again and I say, please report it. And people will send a screenshot. They'll send it to you and say, have it done. And I've got that two or 300 times at least. And they're only the people that are taking the time to send you the screenshot. It's been done a few more times after that. And that page is still there and it's still coming up before me. People are tagging that and they can't find me. I've tagged it a few times. You've tagged it. Like, <laughs> you know, I nearly tagged it myself a few times. And it's there every day. Yeah, it's so annoying. It's awful frustrating. Oh, it's awful frustrating. Your algorithm definitely changed though because I've noticed with you now, if I miss a day of not watching your stories, which can often happen with me with work or whatever, yeah. you're completely gone down my storyline. I have to go find you to watch your stories. So I see it in my views. Time. Like my views were half like there for a long time. What's TikTok like for you? I don't like TikTok. I hate it. I'm not liked on TikTok. And, and not that I'm... Not that I'm ver- like it's not that I'm liked on Instagram. It's, it's just that the, there's loads of people that don't like me on Instagram. It's very young people on Instagram. Um, or anything TikTok. I do on TikTok, I just get a load of hate. Really, hate? Oh yeah, yeah. Load. It's like the Twitter of what was the last thing I put on vid- the video world. Like your TikTok of um, voice notes number two. That's I, I think that was the first thing that I seen with you that made me proper fall around to play la- laugh and I sent it to like, everybody like somebody uh, one of the ladies on the island last weekend put up so we were coming in for a selfie and I had like everyone behind me and I was here at the front and I was like come on everyone in everyone in everyone in and she was at the back videoing it from the side of me grabbing the photo and she put that video up on TikTok and one of the comments was like um, who are all these influencers 
on the island. I've never heard of any of them. Only the fella at the front and I blocked him long, long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> Are you raging? Were you raging you blocked her? No, no, I, that stuff doesn't bother me. It doesn't get to me. But um, it's amazing how it comes back to my point about the word influencer. You know, there's so much hate mm. towards that word. And is it hate or jealousy or what it is? But it's like, it's such, it's, it, it's, it's, it's it really jealousy. triggers people. Like, And it's going to get worse. Like if, but there's people doing some fantastic things. Oh, it's there is. It's so annoying. But if you extrapolate what's going to go on now in the next year, like we're in for a really tough time. There's going to be a recession and people are going to be tight for money. And they're going to be looking at you while they're having a really stressful day. And they're just going to go, this lad needs perfect life. Fucking bastard. And they're just going to, that's where the hate comes from. But it's just because they don't know any different. They're just angry. And you're, you're someone they can vent that. Yeah. And we, we, as creators, have to learn to navigate that by not navigating, <laughs> just ignoring it. But as a brand, I couldn't have launched my brand without these 12 amazing people. I couldn't have. It wouldn't be where it is today. Like, I know it's only two weeks old, but like loads of people are talking about it. The engagement, the reach that it's got. I should the, hire Alan to do mine. In the last two weeks has been insane. And it's been down to these 12 unbelievable people who are class at what they do. Really, really, really good at what they do. Look at Cowboy Kelly. He's, yes, he's an absolute genius. And he's a gentleman. And an absolute gentleman. He's so droll funny. It's not even funny. Do you know what was a huge eye opener for me one time? Do you know when people send you stuff all the time? Do you know the way people send you stuff all the time? Yes. So this, I won't mention the company, but this lad messaged me a message saying, I'd love to send you my hoodie. And where this was before I was wearing hoodies, everything it was ages ago. Um, I'd love for you to wear it on your page. It'd be great advertising for me. I'll send you a hoodie, some goodies and stuff. I, I never seen the message. So I never seen it. And the name of the company was there. And I just, I just don't see it. So I want you to imagine that message has been sent in January, whatever it was. And then I was looking on TikTok and I seen this same guy messaging uh, doing a video saying this fucking influencer sick of my hole looking for a hoodie looking for a hoodie to wear it and they were slating this influencer because he didn't want to pay for the hoodie and i was look i went to the messages and i went is that the same lad that messaged me wanting to give me a hoodie and i looked at it, it was really so i was like okay so you're slating this guy would you wanted to give me one you're cunt but you see, what happened was he was slating the influencers to get traction. That's all. Yeah, I know. He was only slating them because he thought people would feel sorry for him and then start buying his hoodies. But since I seen that, and that that in my head, I went, oh, yeah. No, no, no. This is another thing. You'd stay away from people like that. When I seen that same lad licking. I, when I seen that lad on Ray Darcy chatting, and, and the t- stuff he chats about and they go, oh, geez, another fucking chance. It's like so everything. So many chances. It doesn't matter that. what industry or job you're in. There's a few bad eggs in every job. It doesn't matter yeah, but it's if, so if you're good working they are in at. a supermarket or you're a hey, guard. But it's, but it's how or, good they are at. It's yeah. how good people are that you can buy into them. But I used to think I could see through stuff like that. I know you're there. Oh, fuck, they're good at that. They're good at being shite hoggers. Yeah. It's scary. And then you think, oh, I don't trust me on fucking views and stuff now. Because you, you just, you believe them. 
it annoys me the way everyone's tired with the same brush. And, you know, you could really be breaking your balls for 12 months and putting yourself out there like and have no income and be creating content and people are watching your content. Do you know, I have a really good story, actually. Go for it. I have I a really good story things. about a guy who um, has been creating content for the last number of months, has no money, no job, no anything, and just creating his content and everyone loves him. And everyone knows he hasn't a pot to piss in. And his page grew and it grew and it grew and it grew and it's up over 100,000 followers. And then a brand contacted him and said, hey, we love your page and we love what you've done. And we'd love to pay you. And of course, he took the money. He hasn't a penny. All he's, he's bent over backwards for months. Yeah. And the second he took the job, all this hate started coming in. That's not why we're following you. Uh, you know, you, you've sold out. And basically, everyone in his messages wants him to have nothing. Yeah. And the day he got a deal, everyone turned on him. It's like, fuck you. Look at you. Look at you taking the money. Look at you being successful. <laughs> you dick. <laughs> it's so funny. And he came to me and he said, like, Alan, I don't know what to do. Like, you know, and I had, I had to, you know, try and explain to him. You realize all these people want you to be in the ditch with no money. So you have to decide, do you want to keep them happy? Or do you want to go and be successful? And fuck them. And he had to make that decision. But it's, Scandalous. If. What would you call success now? Uh, six, seven months down the road from the last time I was talking to you. What would you consider success now? I would consider success. It's a tricky one. Just being able to pay your bills. You know. I. I I've like really struggled the last few months. Like, struggled. Like, nobody, I've, no, I've told nobody, like, nobody, not my family, no, not even you. Nobody knows the shit I've gone through in the last few months. Why? Because I don't want them worrying. And I don't want them feeling that they have to help me or that, you know. Well, if I was struggling, you'd be the first one to say. I know that. You tell me. I know, I know that if it came to it. I know if I rang you and I said, hey, David, I can't pay me a speed bill this week. Will you sort me out? I know you'd be the first one I'd ring and you'd be the first one that would pay for it. And you'd be the first one that would never ask me for it ever again. But I think success is being able to go to sleep at night and not be worrying about the bill the next morning. That's what contentment is. You just it's the worrying about bills is tough. But you need someone in your life that you can turn to. No man's an island. And you- I, I get that. And I, and I know I have that. I know I can ring my brother. I know I can ring you. And I have two or three other people. I've maybe four in my life that would dig me out. I know that. Well, it's, say, when I have issues like I do have, I always have Vicky to go, you know, she can, she can catch me when I'm in the middle of a, one of those, you know, you're stressed out and you're walking around, you're running around, you don't have time to eat. And Vicky's there, hold on now, you. Calm the fuck down. She lives with me. So she sees me. She sees me if I'm vibrating at nighttime in the bed. <laughs> if I'm not letting down the phone, she makes me keep my phone down in the kitchen. 
she she tells me to you know it's it, you take the kids to bed don't pick up that phone until they're in bed don't get out to the office and, and i would stay doing it if i didn't but you are you and like, you you go home and i guarantee you're you ain't shut now no and no. you can't and I, i'm telling you that's not possible i stayed in a hotel in galway last night for a, a good night's sleep did you no no <laughs> And I had this great intention. I said, oh, I'll stay the night now and I'll chill out and I'll have an early night and I'll go to bed and I'll wake up so rested and then I'll go to Port Leash and we'll have a good podcast tomorrow. I woke up and the eyes were hanging out of my head. But I don't, how do I say it? Like two or three weeks ago, my electric company were like threatening to cut me off. And I was like stringing it out as far as I could. Do you know how frustrating that is for me to hear? And I was like, you, so you get the first notification, you're like, ah, fuck them, I have another week or two. And then you go, uh, look, Alan, we're going we're gonna to cut you off now because you owe us. And it's only like 217 euros. But then I live in a house on my own. You know, it's very hard to live on your own and pay all the bills on your own. And then I'm never home, but my ESP bill has doubled. I am never in my house. Well, it's got tough. I'm never there. I don't use the I don't use the I don't use the oven. I do one wash a week. I have a shower every day, but I don't cook. I don't have the lights on. I'm never there. My house looks derelict. It looks like nobody lives there, apart from a big pile of dirty socks and jocks in the corner. And then you're coming home, your ASB bill is twice what it was last month. How is that possible? I don't know. It's, it's, it's and terrible. that's that's um, just getting these notifications saying, look, hey. You have to pay us or we're giving you 10 days and we want to cut you off. And I'd love to be at a place where that money is just coming out of my account and I don't have to worry about it. Well, it's the perfect example of people looking and thinking everyone has this dream life. Yeah. And people will be looking at you seeing, oh, look at him having the crack and helicopters and launching a clothes brand. And they obviously think, oh, you're loads of money. Nobody knows no. the hardship that anyone's going through. It's like, even when you're looking at someone that you think has a load of money, you don't know what hardship they're going through. There was a day, do you remember, I went down and I dropped the car in to get serviced and Kennedy's gave me a Touareg. Mm. And they put me in this Touareg and I was like, oh, class, and I'll knock a bit of crack out of this. And all I was thinking was, how am I going to fuck put these in this and knock a bit of crack out of this for a few days? And the day I was bringing it back, I put 10 euros of diesel in it. And it, there was five kilometers left in it. And I put 10, 10 euros in it, went into the shop and I paid and came back out and it still had five kilometers. <laughs> it didn't change. And then I was thinking to myself, well, that was like five liters. Fuck. And I had to put another one in. And then I put 20 in that time. But that was only like two or three weeks ago. And like you say, people see the helicopter on the island and say, oh, you know, look at your man there and he's doing brilliant and he's doing this, that and the other. And success to me I've been looking at these little wooden houses you know they're only like two bedroom houses you can buy them for 50 or 60 Modular grand houses. yeah like I'd love that I'd love that small little house on a small little plot uh, maybe surrounded by a few trees have it paid for not have a mortgage and be able to pay the ESB bill that to me is success and that's all I want I don't want I just want to be able to be not be worrying about the envelopes coming in through the letterbox yeah, it's so stressful. And when you're when you're in the middle of all that, you you you're worrying about making bad decisions and stuff, and then it stunts you 
and stuff you should be able to make a jump on because you're in this mindset of god i'm worried about this and you're also in a meeting with these with your business partners and you're you're trying to play the big man do you know and you're making big decisions <laughs> and you can't afford the diesel to drive home that's what, that's what i often meant to ask you so and you're better at all this stuff than me so you're good at stuff like that and when you're talking to these people, are you supposed to play the big, big man? Because when you play yourself, are you just going to get rode? Or do you play the big man, you're not really being yourself? Like, is it get to a stage where you have to be a bollocks if you want to get on? Like, do you sometimes think if you, ha- if, you want to be a, if you want to be successful, do you have to be a bollocks? And if that's the case, isn't it terrible? Yeah. No, I definitely don't want to be a bollocks. And I'm sure plenty of people think I'm a bollocks. But it was like the gin. I went in um to the distillery and i told them i had a a contract with super value and i went to the super value and told them i had a contract with a distillery and i didn't really have either i knew that i but that's playful blagging yeah (laughs) there was there was a bit of that going on and i i kind of played one off the other and it worked out and i got it across the line like that's not hurting anyone thank god it all worked out and it was it's same with the clothes like I, i i know thank god I have really good support with the two lads and they, they trust me 100% and I trust them 100% and they had faith in me and I have faith in them and I hope it's going to work out. But I doubt they're going to listen to this, but they definitely don't know <laughs> how hard I've had it the last few months. And well, it's very annoying that you were under that pressure and you wouldn't. But it makes no odds if I told you or not. Yes, it would. I could help you. The same as if I rang you in the morning, if I was stuck, which I have, Remember the yeah. podcast stuff. Yeah, I yeah. need help. <laughs> oh, you came. Yeah. Like I, sometimes you need help, and you I have know. to be able to. If like if it, if it came to it, I know, I know I could depend on you. Um, but not I don't for know, sex now. I don't know how 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 did we get into this anyway? What was the question at the start? Look, let it flow. Let it flow. <laughs> Thanks, a million for coming on. Thanks for having me. I'm Thanks a- for having me on the first one. I, yeah, it's I'm, an honor. I'm after having recording a couple, but I wanted the first one to be you. Thank you very much. Um, good start to it, as you were on the first one. I'm hoping this one goes better. I'm gonna play a long game. I'm like <laughs> you with the clothes. If it doesn't work this time, because would, what do you mean if the, this season doesn't work? No, not this season. I'm gonna stay. I love doing the podcast, and I'm. Hopefully, going to have this as a business that people are going to record their podcasts, and that's going to be a separate business model that I'm hoping it's going to work out because I'm playing the long game. The free speech is going to be important, and fuck all these social media sites. And when people buy my clothes, this is why I put it into. I put it straight back into all this because me and Vicky actually don't. People probably think it's like everyone looks at you and thinks you have a heap of money. We we don't spend that much money. We do have a very quiet life. Now the kids swallow up a nice bit, all right. <laughs> I'm hoping this works out. I, I, I know it will. I, I love it. I'm happy with it. I'm delighted you came in. And I wish you the best of luck. And I hope you sell a heap of stuff this Christmas. And I'm looking forward to all my new Northern Hemisphere stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll be doing all right over if I buy two or three hoodies and I get a free dry robe every time. <laughs> it be great. No, not dry robe. What's it called? Changing robe. Changing robe. I have a lot of bleeping to do. <laughs> right, when you had that fleece and you were putting it on in front of the mirror and you said, uh, oh, he's thought of everything. He has these pull cords. <laughs> and I was laughing. And then he goes, for your cocaine and cash. <laughs> and I was like, oh, David. 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 I didn't think that you'd share it. David. I didn't think that you'd share it. I know. That was funny. 
Baham, thanks a million. Thank you. Really and appreciate it. the best of luck with your podcast studio. And remember, this is here whenever, if you're someone in Dublin or if you're someone, just come. Just come. You can put two fucking ladies there, two ladies there, there. Whatever kind of a podcast that is, I don't know. Right? What's I don't know what's going on there. Where's this going? No, I'm just wondering. Like, you could have anyone on your podcast. What happens in here? Not yet, but it does look like a porn set, doesn't it? Kind of. I don't know. <laughs> I suddenly feel very uncomfortable here. So, anyway, thanks a million. Thanks yourself. And uh, welcome everyone to the first episode. And goodbye.